Hello everyone. We are back with another episode of Let's Business. Today with me I have Rashi Narang, founder of Heads of Fortales, a prominent go-to brand for all your pet needs, having products ranging from a wide variety of food brands to the likes of orthopedic pets and organic supplements. In this episode we talked about Rashi's journey of setting up Heads of Fortales after not finding any good products for our pets. scaling across india with the new business model and a key moment in her journey when she won the highly competitive lufthansa's runway to success program season 4 among 60000 plus entrepreneurs i hope you will enjoy this podcast hi rashi thank you so much for joining us at blitz business it's a pleasure to have you here Thank you so much, Ashish. I'm so excited and really delighted to be here. Great, great. So, Rashi, uh, tell us a little bit about your venture, Heads Up Hotels. Uh, what is it is all about? Sure. So, you know, uh, back in 2008, Ashish, a little puppy called Sara came into my life, and mm-hmm. actually, I've grown up with dogs. We've had dogs in the family ever since I was little, but she was the first dog that I was actually responsible for. you know just after my marriage and mm-hmm. uh, in my quest to find the best for my newest furry family member i went to so many pet stores in the city you know the best pet shops per se but i was very disappointed with what i found and that's when i had the realization that other pet parents may also be looking for similar products um mm-hmm. that's how heads up tales started till she continues to inspire me even though i lost her last year in december uh, but she's left a you know big legacy behind and uh, mm-hmm. you know because now heads up for tales basically curates and creates products innovative products and services we mm-hmm. really want to be able to change and make an impact in the life of every pet uh, we really want to be pet parenting partners with every customer so that, you know we can walk that journey together ever since pup the dog is little all the way till their senior years and we've been doing that because now we've been in business for 13 years and uh, you know we are both omni channel line as well as offline so how many uh, so two quick follow up questions so how many sku's do you currently uh, cater to your uh, typical retail outlet and how many outlets you have across india uh, we ashish have about th- we have 32 outlets uh, in fact mm-hmm. a new one is just opened up today in hyderabad so we're, we're quite excited about that and uh, actually we have a massive range of over 7000 skus we are unable to keep everything mm-hmm. you know, at every store many of the stores are small format uh, so you mm-hmm. know more convenience oriented for uh, products that people want all the time but some of our larger stores like in bangalore uh, you know they have a much much larger selection and so does our online store Okay, perfect. So these these uh, typically these stores uh, are these. Do you have a franchisee model, or how does it work, or it's company all are com- company operated? We were all company operated till a few years ago, and then we wanted mm-hmm. to add more like-minded people to the journey. So we have mm-hmm. franchised franchised out some of the cities like Bangalore. I'm sorry, not Bangalore. Uh, we have franchised uh, franchised out Hyderabad, uh, Mumbai, uh, and uh, Pune as well as. Um, um chennai okay okay yes. okay very interesting so how 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 do you keep you know even i mean uh even though a lot of us are pet lovers but we don't probably spend that much on our pets and some products are expensive so how do you 
compete or stay relevant in this particular segment sure so um, you know ashish uh, there is that perception that a lot of our products are expensive but we have a massive mm-hmm. range of products that are under 500 rupees and yes mm-hmm. you know the overall spend on pets is a small part of every household's expense but we've been working mm-hmm. very hard over the years to really grow that market through education and awareness i mean when i started out all people would really buy was just food if anything else um, you know for their pets but um, that was also the point of us setting out you know the stores instead of just having an online model when you come in say to buy food you know we are also able to tell you about very very useful value add products that could genuinely enhance the quality of your pet's life or the relationship between the two of you you know and mm-hmm. so we've been just pushing out to expand that market i mean uh, the the truth is that you know um, the life of our dogs and cats is very different to what it used to be you know instead of mm-hmm. being in in big open spaces together where man and animal worked and lived together they're now in tiny tiny mm-hmm. apartments and uh, you know they actually need a lot more than what they would have outside in the wild they have a lot of mental stimulation they get good food mm-hmm. or well they have to mm-hmm. hunt for it but you know there was there was that happening but here now you know they are really bored they do need toys they do need um you know some sort of you know clothing or some protection in the cold winters you know they have become much more domesticated over the years um you know they do need a little bit of mental stimulation they can't just sit there in a small space and just entertain themselves um you know they do need their walks and their grooming and their brushing and all of that so so because of that transition we genuinely believe that you know if you are bringing home a pet you have to be a responsible pet parent you have to understand your pets you have to also understand them for who they are for their personality being different from each other and for the species that they are and then you know really like put in the time and effort to understand their nutrition grooming requirements you know all of their requirements and really spend time with them so uh, you know we've really um, um you know competed by targeting all segments and building out different products for all segments and just staying very close to our customers to understand their needs so a lot of our products have you know come about just from conversations and understanding how we could probably build mm-hmm. the product to solve a problem so how many so that's a very interesting point you just mentioned in terms of so you started out with the sort of food products so what sort of uh, categories of products you are currently selling in terms of toys definitely you mentioned food so there are other sort of categories of product like healthcare or something else clothing definitely yes yes there's actually a lot that we do uh, ashish so of course all sorts of toys treats grooming products mm-hmm. which would which could include you know shampoos and um you know tick sprays and things like that as well as different kinds of brushes uh we do bedding uh, you know uh, we do winter clothing um accessories and food mm-hmm. food of course is a big category but uh, for us you know that's not been a core core focus uh, because everybody does food and we you know we've introduced you know literally now you know over 100 india first products uh, that you know we've been building out or innovating and just bringing to the market um so so lots of different categories that we're currently operating in so so it's a very interesting model you have so how how many if uh, in terms of Uh, the products which you offer are these uh, white label products or these are heads up for tails product or it's a mixture of uh, both of the different brands how does it work out so it is uh, both uh, you know 
creation and curation um you mm-hmm. know, we realize that we want to definitely be able to partner with brands that we really love mm-hmm. or we share a same value system with um so you know we have a lot of those brands in our store and we would never want to replicate those uh, but actually we started out as a private label brand where you know i just set out to create products which i couldn't find so a lot of our portfolio you know 50% of our portfolio is products that we design and manufacture um or even if it's uh, you know external manufacturing a lot of the designing is done by us um so it's okay. not as basic as just putting a you know a label on a existing product mm-hmm. but it's really mm-hmm. like you know working on it from scratch and and we love that that is really you know the whole design thinking led product is really at the core of what we do and and the way that we want to create that impact wow wow so it 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 has been uh, a quite a journey i must say so what were your sort of uh, challenges when you set out to you know establish uh, heads of hotel rashi uh, what were the typically uh, uh, and how did you sort of overcome these sort of initial hurdles right i mean building a brand getting your first customer so tell us a, a little bit about that um oh gosh that list of challenges is so <laughs> long rashi <laughs> but basically you know in a crux um i was very young i didn't have any experience in the pet sector per se uh mm-hmm. barely any work experience at all you know i had just graduated and just done a year or two two years of work ex and again completely unrelated to what i was going to be embarking on um and i think that there was nobody to learn from there was no one no model to look at nobody had done it in india no one was talking about it there was absolutely no reference point so just starting from mm. scratch you know failing a zillion times getting up dusting myself up moving on you know we didn't i mean obviously we you know i started off really tiny you know at you know in my in my home uh, very mm-hmm. little money no expertise no team um you know just going out there and asking even vendors to manufacture they would look at me as if i had insulted them you know because this <laughs> was animals so so there was just so many challenges and i and i was just um, you know i was 24 i did not know much about brand building mm-hmm. or and then you know in 2008 actually we set up an online store because i didn't know how else to do it so we were you know one of the few uh, first online stores in the country and i remember you know just getting even like one order a week i would be jumping up and down <laughs> that it was somebody who i didn't know from some part of the country who is actually placed an order with us uh, so so many hurdles and you know even when we started that out um, that whole part about building an online store with very little experience nobody really knew how to do that it wasn't easy to hire so cataloging mm-hmm. customer care logistics product warehousing packaging i mean Uh, it was all a very very steep learning curve and um, what i have to say i wouldn't have it any other way i thoroughly enjoyed it and um, it was very very overwhelming but there's so much that i learned first hand so it was definitely a lot of experimenting uh, and uh, i mean and as you mentioned right warehousing logistics now we have companies which can manage end to end sort of these particular piece but uh, I'm sure in 2008, I'm not aware of uh, if there were such services available also no, at that point in time. No, everybody was starting out in this sector at that time, you know. So it was, it was just so nascent, and of course, it's come a long way. But at that time, it was just tiny. So what 
in terms of what was that business decision or the insight you know so in business typically uh, whenever someone talks you know they say like this was the key thing this was the key moment wherein sort of i got established or i knew there was something in it right so what was that particular moment or decision what uh, whatever you want to pick uh, that you thought well you know there's something in it uh, it's very exciting for me and that's what i want to do for well, let's say the rest of my life yeah um you know ashish i've been doing this now for you know over 13 years and the, mm-hmm. there has not been a single day when i have woken up without fire in my belly uh, to get wow. to work to you know make mm-hmm. that impact because i think i just think very deeply about it and i find a lot of purpose in it uh so mm-hmm. that it didn't matter whether i was one day old or one product old but from then to now um i've always just been really really passionate about it and of course you know mm-hmm. there are so there's there's been so many challenges and you know while i wanted to be able to work with dogs i'm mostly working with humans and <laughs> so, <laughs> so all of those things are definitely part of the whole journey but i think uh, just to answer your question i'm trying to think why while i'm speaking and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know a year after i started hetta putters my husband got posted overseas uh, and then mm-hmm. we moved back in 2015 so it was really the back mm-hmm. burner for so many years and then as soon as i moved back there was an opportunity to enter into a competition with lufthansa um mm-hmm. and you know i did enter it and it was you know quite intensive with uh, 60000 participants of the country being grilled on live tv by you know a pretty impressive jury and i actually won that competition and i think that gave me you know a big boost of confidence that yes there is something there is just that extra credibility mm-hmm. just that external validity mm-hmm. because you know as a entrepreneur mm-hmm. you're constantly doubting yourself not true true you know i'm still like okay is it good enough can it be better how do i do this what do i do am i doing the right thing am i going the right way so but you know just little points like that uh, they just give you that little boost that okay you know it's all right and uh, you get that external validity so i would say just just you know in terms of a moment i think that was a special one i think uh, these are two very important point uh, and uh, i have also personally seen you know interaction with different different entrepreneurs and everyone i mean these are the two key factors in terms of definitely to have the passion for the business which you are in because uh, there will be rough patches in it and uh, you have to sort of brush yourself up and say okay it's fine uh, take everything sort of day by day approach and uh, uh, these sort of uh, uh competitions or different different sort of events you know the external validity thing it's a very important as an entrepreneur uh, we keep sort of looking after uh, <laughs> i i can totally totally correlate <laughs> to this particular piece yeah it was special it was yeah. special i mean there's so many things that bring you down and then every now and then you know there are moments like that that really kind of lift you up so so yeah they keep us going so haven uh, so during this this journey uh uh as you have seen the current environment of startup ecosystem like there are a lot of funding opportunities available etc so have you thought about raising funds or have you raised funds we have actually we have ashish uh, mm-hmm. so what we what we haven't done is gone uh, you know the vc route as yet we've just raised from mm-hmm. um, hnis and other people who have had the association with the brand for a long time and believe in the long term vision 
but as we grow mm-hmm. we probably will you know look uh, you know for for more funding and and go probably the vc route but as of now it's it's very sort of angel funded and um, and that's where we are at right now no that's great that's great it's good to know uh so moving on in terms of uh, the current uh, ecosystem in retail right uh, after i think covid uh, all retail business sort of got hit uh, immensely but i i heard you mention you started an online portal back in 2008 so uh, given so what has been your strategy before uh, covid times your sales were mostly in retail segment or through online and how sort of you have managed this current okay. pandemic so um actually you're right that a lot of our focus before the pandemic was on our stores you know that was really where our mm-hmm. heart and soul was we used to just love building them out we used to love having those one to one interactions <laughs> meeting the doggies you know people would bring in their pets and come shopping with their dogs and cats and it was just special for us to have that uh but i think that the pandemic and all of these closures and lockdowns just made us realize that you know it is time to now scale the online piece so while it was always there i don't think that we were focusing on it very much it was what it was mm-hmm. you know we were happy with it but i think it's just this whole the whole pandemic has really accelerated the online growth because obviously customers also feel a little bit more comfortable um you know it is more more convenient um you know you just we are seeing that growth in the online but at the same time we are also quite happy with the way that the offline piece has uh, bounced back in the last couple of months and um, and mm-hmm. you know our our focus is to grow both simultaneously just the way that we had envisioned it right at the beginning okay right so but mostly sort of you you are sticking to the plan of sort of a true omni channel strategy where you will be focusing sort of building both offline and uh, and yes, in online yes, space yes absolutely okay perfect so what are what are your current uh, sort of future plans in terms of addition of let's say new product different categories services i mean uh, how does the current segment looks like it's actually so exciting ashish because um you know we understand the segment very very well we can see the gaps wherever mm-hmm. they are and uh, mm-hmm. a lot of we have a lot of expertise within the team as well so you know we've just joined hands with so many people who bring so much knowledge to the table and um, you know while we uh, while we are expanding the store network we are also uh, trying to expand the services network right now we already have um, spas across the country and you know for pet spas mm-hmm. for grooming but we are also looking to get into other verticals um not immediately because we want to be very sure of the way that we build it out but definitely in the near future and that could mean you know veterinary care it could be training it could be so many different things where we see you know a big white space currently there oh that's great that's very interesting and definitely look forward to it uh, it's a very exci- exciting segment to be in and do you also plan to uh, offer product services for different apart from dogs and cats to expand into other animal products or products right now we uh, we cater mostly to dogs and cats but we do have a section for small animals as well and um, i think mm-hmm. that there's still a lot of work to be done in the segments that we're at so we're not looking necessarily to expand as of now 
but yeah maybe you know that could be a slightly more long term plan um and you know when we look at pets in india uh, you know it is primarily dogs and cats uh, we don't really want to get into bigger animals as of now so but product product is something that we're constantly innovating on uh, you know we've just launched a new line of uh, you know upgraded all natural grooming products uh, we've been working on treats which have no preservatives no chemicals nothing at all we just want to be able to offer our customers good clean healthy products that genuinely enhance you know their pets lives so that innovation is something that is ongoing all the time with constantly developing and launching new things uh so that's very interesting and it brings me to a question in terms of you mentioned you have more than 7000 uh, SKUs how do you manage uh, i mean uh, uh, if someone a customer walks in and if they are looking for a particular product uh, which they are not able to find so what has been your strategy to manage stockouts typically because in retail i mean retail what i could understand of is is more about like inventory yes. turnover right so how do you how do you manage uh, understocking or uh, overstocking like what has been your strategy we've evolved the strategy with time um and i've also we've understood mm-hmm. you know which stores and which neighborhoods want certain types of products so the curation has also been evolving on a continuous basis looking at data looking at reports just understanding behavior you know trying to record what do people want that we don't have um and plus you know with the warehouse and especially in delhi bangalore where we have larger setups you know we're able to say, we're mm-hmm. able to tell the customer that we home deliver whatever it is that we don't have and we can do that fairly quickly um so so far mm-hmm. it's been okay but yes it's something that we we constantly need to tweak and make better and make smarter and i think the best way to do that is you know really data and being able to leverage that science to help us make much much better decisions in terms of what goes where how much of each and you know there are a lot of our basics that of course have to always be in stock you know we have a certain amount of mm-hmm. count that always needs to be there whether it's six pieces or 10 pieces so we've set up all of those mm-hmm. that you know we have to have a minimum of xyz product um in so and so so store and and obviously the replenishment um, has the cycles have to be um, extremely quick as and when Uh, so you know we've been managing but it's something that we're definitely working on we've created uh, a new erp system and you know that's helping us a lot more so it is work mm-hmm. in progress and it's it's a hard piece to crack it is a hard piece to crack mm-hmm. for sure definitely i mean it's a very tricky piece to uh, manage and given the seasonality i mean depending upon how uh, retail i mean in the segment you are in there is definitely seasonality holiday different events impacting sales etc so i think uh, 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 that's a very interesting piece and i think you have done an absolutely wonderful job in establishing it's uh, for tail uh, how if uh, looking back now you know uh, if you were to start again for example uh, what would you have done differently um for sure ashish i would have hired much better um you know i okay. was learning mm-hmm. everything on the job and i did not have the mm-hmm. funds to bring somebody who could really help scale up quickly uh, so somebody professional mm-hmm. so everybody on the team was also very very junior and i think that you know our growth mm-hmm. and our path and and a lot of the initial years of heartache could have been avoided by having a better stronger team then you know so i always you know whenever 
I am talking to people who are just starting out. I always tell them that you know it's it's easy to want to do everything yourself, and it's very tempting to do it. Mm. Um, you know, just trying to save a little bit of money. But honestly, you know that can take you very very far if you start it right. Oh, that's a very very uh, important point, Trashy. I think uh, hiring at the early stage uh, because it helps a lot in avoiding very. early on mistakes right because someone has already gone Absolutely. through yeah. yes so how do you suggest someone uh, starting any 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 venture be in retail or any sort of manufacturing white labeling anything uh, given the constraints they have in terms of uh, capital or some other constraint you know if they are not able to get right talent what are what will be your thoughts or suggestions ashish you know i would just say that I speak to so many entrepreneurs, you know, who are starting out, and they all aren't necessarily starting out for the right reasons. So, you know, lots of people okay. have the dream that okay, I'm, I want to just grow this, get investor funding, and then, you know, exit. But mm-hmm. uh, I mm-hmm. would say that you know, a, like a business is, it's so much, and it becomes such a large part of your life. Um, so I encourage more people mm-hmm. to find the why instead of the what. uh you know it's talk about what mm. you want to do and how you want to do it but also why do you want to do it and i and i feel that if your why is strong you will go a much longer way when the days are harder um so so you know that mm-hmm. is really just my small piece of advice to people who are who are starting out that you know it it takes so much from you and you know to be able to have the passion and grit and the perseverance you need to have a why so I mean, for me, it's it's really all about that. I think you summed it really well. The two crucial words, I think, for listeners also grit and perseverance. I think these are very crucial because uh, again, uh, you need to stick into the business. You know, you need to have that bigger vision instead of, uh, as you mentioned, right, exiting or having short-term goals. Uh, absolutely, I think uh, these are the two definitely key tech. the key takeaways from this particular sort of podcast in terms of having the right passion understanding why you are starting the business instead of what and having the two key characteristics for an entrepreneur are definitely grit and Absolutely. perseverance i think it was just wonderful to have you rashi uh, it was such an uh, enriching experience to understand how this particular segment is working out and i think you are definitely leading uh this particular segment uh i i just have one quick question so what's your favorite breed of dog that's a very tough one ashish there's <laughs> no way i can tell you that <laughs> but you have to if you have to pick you know what well, will be the you know, one well sara was a labrador so you know she she was mm-hmm. always so special but i also have to give a word about the, our beautiful indian dogs they called indies and i have one of them as well uh, her name is poppins you know i just want to i just want to mm-hmm. you know since you brought it up i just want to tell our audience that <laughs> they they are indian just like us and you know they deserve mm-hmm. so much more than what they get you know unfriendly roads traffic dust pollution kicks stones mm-hmm. that's not what they deserve they are an amazing beautiful breed and i just hope that you know people can open their hearts and homes to them because they make absolutely incredible pets they are great with families they are low maintenance they are hardy they are strong and you know they love you as much as any other animal would and way more than any other human would so yes <laughs> that's that <laughs> <laughs> definitely 
I think that will definitely push some dog owners or future dog owners to look into uh, this part indies in this particular breed set definitely I, I think uh, <laughs> great Rashi thank you so much for coming over it was a pleasure uh, thank you so thank much you, for your Ashish. time thanks so much for having me Thank you everyone for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, we'll be back with more interesting episodes soon. Stay tuned. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Blitz Business. Today with me I have Jairam Balakrishnan, CEO of Edunation Services Private Limited. Edunation is the leading operator of K12 institutions across India providing managed school platform which enables over 18000 students across India to get access to quality education. In this episode we understand from Jairam the Indian education market in depth the challenges and opportunities in managing schools Edunation's launch of new asset light business model called Manchise the future of learning through a blended approach and the opportunities in edtech space i hope you will enjoy this podcast <laughs>